Reiki is a form of energy healing in which the practitioner channels universal life force energy through their body into the body of the recipient. This triggers the flow of the recipient's own life force energy, resulting in healing and restoring balance within their body. And the most miraculous thing about Reiki in general is the activation of the recipient's inherent healing abilities. This is like when your car's battery gets a jump from another car. The car always had the ability to run by itself. It just needed a little bit of a boost to get started and to get there. Welcome to the Spiritually Inspired Podcast and to part one of four in our Reiki series. My name is Sarah Ray and I'm an Asui Reiki master and I offer private Reiki sessions for clients. And I'm also starting to offer free group Reiki shares with the first one being at the very start of March, March 5th, 2022. And it's going to be via Zoom. And no matter when you're listening to this, you can head over to spirituallyinspired.co slash Reiki shares with an S plural Reiki shares at any time to claim your spot in the next free group Reiki share. So I'm quite excited about that. And I hope to see you later this month for our Reiki practices. (laughs) So during a Reiki session, the practitioner opens themselves up to allow Reiki energy to flow through their body out through the palms of their hands. The palms act as an exit point and into the body of their recipient or their client. This space is held for giving and receiving Reiki for both the practitioner and the recipient. So while the recipient is receiving Reiki, the practitioner is also receiving Reiki. This could um, involve the practitioner also scanning the client's body with their hands, hovering over a few inches above them, assessing where they might feel either energy leaks or blocks or an excess of energy or anything like that. Um, This could also make them want to direct the Reiki energy there or maybe not direct Reiki energy there, just depending on what their intuition is telling them. The practitioner may also lay their actual hands on the client's body in a safe respectful, non-sexual way, although this is definitely not necessary and a lot of practitioners don't actually physically touch their clients, but a lot of them do and it's fine either way that you do it. Um, The practitioner may also use various hand placements, strategic hand placements to to create what we call bridges between the chakras or various er areas of the body. This may also Uh, cause certain air Reiki to flow in certain areas. Like for example, one that I like to use a lot is uh, hand at the third eye and then hand at the back of the neck. And the Reiki kind of flows this way to work on uh, things like headaches. I do that for myself a lot because I have chronic headaches. Another common one that I will use is hands on either side of the hips. And so it kind of flows back and forth this way from hip to hip. And that also is great for root chakras work. So Um, That is just a couple of examples of hand placements, and we're going to go over more specific hand placements, I believe, in part three of this series. (laughs) Um, The practitioner may also really listen to their intuition and be spiritually guided through this whole process. They're not necessarily deciding on their own. They're using their intuition of where to send the actual Reiki that they're feeling or wanting to send. Reiki flows wherever it's needed the most. So even without the practitioner specifically guiding it, so that's why we don't necessarily decide, oh, Reiki goes here. Reiki goes where it needs to go. And the practitioner tunes into their intuition and other spirit guides that may be guiding them to help them along and sends it to where it's meant to go. 
So this is a Japanese healing modality that is really gentle, it's powerful, and it's really potent as well. And it's also really accessible to anyone who wants it. It extends far beyond simple healing and relaxation and meditation. This is ultimately a way for us to connect with the universal life force energy, which is love, bringing it back into our bodies and our spirit our spirit. And by doing that, we are restored to a more aligned state of existence. All life in the universe is made up of Reiki life force energy. We are Reiki, we have Reiki, and we are able to send and receive Reiki. It is both a noun and a verb. Opening up to Reiki means holding space for this realization to occur, and when that realization does happen, both for the uh, the recipient and for the practitioner, more Reiki energy flows to us. And there is no such thing as um, an overdose on Reiki. Reiki can do absolutely no harm, so you can never have too much Reiki because you are Reiki. You are life force energy. So Reiki therapy, when we think about Reiki as being the deepest resonance of the universe, it's easy to see how we are Reiki because we are all the very, we're all various expressions of the universe. We all innately have this connection to the universal life force. A Reiki practitioner needs to be attuned to the frequency of Reiki in order to send it to others purposefully with intention, but a recipient does not need to be attuned to receive it. Um, we're also going to go over attunements more in part three as well of this Reiki series. And uh, you might wonder why attunements are even necessary if we are Reiki. Um, that's just because the attunements help solidify the intention. So I hope that makes sense for now. We'll talk about that more in part three. To answer the question, what is Reiki? We have to understand that everything in existence stems from the vibration of love. This is so because all things in the universe and the universe itself is pure love. Therefore, all things carry the resonance of love on some level, whether that's repressed or forgotten, that it's still there. But when it does get repressed or forgotten, dis-ease, like disimbalance and um, stress and the opposite of relaxation take over. There are much lower frequencies than love. And that brings us out of alignment with the universal life force energy. But when we practice Reiki, when we receive Reiki, we go back into alignment with the universal life force energy, which is essentially just our natural state of being. Reiki, the word Reiki means life force energy. And what is life force energy? Love. So Reiki means love. Opening ourselves up to receive Reiki reinvigorates the inner frequency of love within every cell in our body. It brings it back to the forefront and kind of dissipates everything else that doesn't resonate with that particular frequency of love. By the same notion, we can send Reiki to everyone and everything and every person, every time, whenever. Even if the object is inanimate, you can send a Reiki to it because all things in the universe carry some sort of resonance of love. Reiki cultivates a sense of self-awareness and balance as well for both the practitioner and for the recipient too. It has a really beautiful, peaceful quality that helps just kind of dissolve all other things that don't resonate with that. It's so simple and yet so profound, and it's really easy to fall in love with, and it's also really easy to learn. And we'll talk more about how to learn Reiki energy in the next section. 
So how does Reiki work? Through returning to love and life force energy, Reiki activates our natural healing abilities. This is really similar to other forms of energy healing. There is a process of entrainment or quantum entanglement, which suggests that particles and atoms making up all matter behave as waves and vibrations. And uh, when these things come into contact with each other, they begin to match in resonance. So Isabel from the podcast, The Conscious Cafe, phrased it perfectly, and I'm going to quote her right here. Science has proven that the presence of a stronger or clearer vibration or a lesser or weaker vibration will be taken over and brought to the same resonance of the stronger vibration. I couldn't have said it in a better way, so I wanted to give her a little shout out the Conscious Cafe with Isabel. So science understands that particles can change and interact with other particles, even if they aren't near each other. Atoms are the building blocks of everything, and atoms are made up of electrons, neutrons, and protons, all of which are either negatively or positively charged waves of energy. And on an atomic level, there is an immense amount of space between all these electrically charged particles. Like It's mostly empty space, right? So really, they're constantly repelling and colliding into each other. They're not just sitting here hanging out. They're constantly moving around. And whether or not they're negatively or positively charged um, will depend on whether or not they actually collide with each other or they repel each other. So we perceive things as solid right? But on a microscopic level, our atoms are actually being forced back away from each other and away from these other objects. Therefore, our hands don't just pass through things and we perceive them as solid, but really it's more of a, it's more of a repulsion. Repulsion? (laughs) Not really sure. So things aren't actually solid. We are, the atoms are just repelling each other in constant motion. And this constant motion is what we are referring to when we say vibration or frequency, both on a scientific aspect level and also on a spiritual level as well. Resonance, frequency, vibration. We're referring to the vibration of the atomic level of atoms. So higher vibrations change and influence lower vibrations. This is what entrainment means in energy healing when we begin to um, mimic other energies that are around us that aren't the same. So again, if our energy is a little bit lower, but that energy is a little bit higher or is vibrating faster and not as fast as our atoms are vibrating, it will influence our current vibration and bring it up to match its level. So love in particular is the highest vibration of all things. And Reiki is pure love or universal life force energy. Therefore, Reiki changes lower vibrational energy into a higher vibration of love And that is when the transformational healing occurs. Always returning to love is where the true magic of energy healing lies. And quite honestly, you don't necessarily need a Reiki to do this. It just makes it a lot easier, in my opinion, when you are sending and receiving Reiki to return to love energy. So let's talk a little bit about Reiki history. So Reiki wasn't necessarily invented so much as it was discovered, similar to electricity. It was always there. We just hadn't figured out how to actually channel it. And it's possible, I think, that it went by many other names and practices throughout history, because throughout history, humankind has been really aware of the esoteric side of things. And there's been a lot of based on my rudimentary understanding of world history, (laughs) from what I can gather, there seems to be a lot of 
evidence to support that Reiki energy has always been used, just not always gone by that name. But specifically, the practice of Reiki has Japanese roots. And it's relatively new. Uh, Usui, Master Usui, who um, is generally accredited with coming up with this system of practicing Reiki, only did so in the beginning of the 20th century. Um, that's Dr. Makao Usui. I hope I'm saying that right. He studied Reiki where most practitioners most practitioners begin their journey by studying Asui Reiki. And this is where all other branches of Reiki largely stem from his, his practices. So again, he didn't necessarily invent Reiki, but he did invent this systemic way of practicing it and learning it and sharing it with others. So there are dozens and dozens and dozens of styles of Reiki nowadays, but they, again, they all stem from Usui Reiki with the shared belief that Reiki is a loving life force energy being sent through the body into the body for healing purposes. Uh, Usui took a pilgrimage in the early 20th century, as I mentioned, but to century or to uh, Mount Kurama outside of Japan, where he fasted for 21 days, sitting in near constant meditation and prayer. So the legend goes. During this time, Source Energy taught him about Reiki, showed him the Reiki symbols in his mind, and blessed him with the not only gift of healing Reiki, but with the desire to pass on his knowledge to to students. And he was also already a medical doctor and also a Zen Buddhist. So he was um, interested in helping others heal, but also interested in the spiritual side of things. So it was a really beautiful con convergence of these two sides of him. And he's, I believe, and can see in the collective that this passion has carried on throughout history. So <clears throat> uh, yes, he was in greater search, excuse me, he was in search of greater wisdom and purpose. Though through his students and his institutions, and now that it's just blown up over the world, they, he started to make it easy for the West to access Reiki as time went on. But um, I do want to point out that some of his Reiki masters believed that Reiki was sacred and shouldn't be taught so openly. And I bring this up because recently I've received some comments and some messages from people who are shaming me for sharing things like crystal healing and Reiki so openly with the public. And this is the holier than thou syndrome at its finest, <laughs> saying that this is sacred and not meant for everyone. Therefore, you are more sacred than somebody else if you practice Reiki or crystal healing. And this just isn't true. This is total bullshit. And I do not prescribe to this and don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Some of Asui's Reiki masters believed this as well, believed that it should only be for those who are most deserving. And they made the, the tuition of their institutions like absolutely outrageous. Thousands upon thousands of dollars, which even in the 1920s was totally ridiculous. And they couldn't, they didn't want the world to have Reiki. They only wanted select few to have Reiki. But when the last of these masters <laughs> passed away, um, the new masters inherited the, that inherited the institutions completely threw this concept out the window. And I am so glad that they did because they were able to finally write down the practices, which they weren't allowed to do before. And they have been able to help so many along the way. And now I'm confident that there are millions of Reiki masters in the world because that's when the world was ready for it. Maybe a few thousand years ago, the world wasn't quite ready to have millions of Reiki masters around the world, but now we are. And it's a great thing. Spiritual gatekeeping only 
hurts the collective unconsciousness. Do not let anyone give into spiritual gatekeeping. It's just not a good thing. Isui did not believe in this secrecy necessarily. He he just didn't necessarily stop it from happening. He just wanted to spread the love and light of Reiki energy and of love universal life force energy. But I believe that the universe would not have shown him all of these Reiki symbols and would have not taught him about Reiki if it wasn't meant to be for the greater good and accessible for everybody. So every time Reiki is brought into our being, the world gets a little lighter and brighter. And I don't understand why people wouldn't want that to happen. So there's my two cents about spiritual gatekeeping, also a bit about Reiki history. So let's talk next about the Reiki principles. Dr. Asui Sensei outlined five ethical principles to summarize his philosophy beautifully. And these Reiki principles act as practice act as uh, their guides. You know, they help us practitioners and they inspire recipients and they instill a sense of inner peace and balance. And they're just really good ways to live your life, whether you're attuned to Reiki or not. I think they're really, they're really helpful in general. So you do not need to be attuned to follow these precepts and appreciate these small little simple philosophies because they're just, they're just that. They're just small, simple philosophies, but they were penned specifically by Isui, which is why they have ties to Reiki. I love how these inspire us to take them one day at a time and small decisions and continued habits making for a fulfilling life that we can all prescribe to that, right? (laughs) So they are just for today. Do not worry. Just for today. Do not anger. Honor your parents, teachers, and elders. Earn your living honestly. Show gratitude for everything. So how do we use these principles exactly when we are talking about Reiki? During a session, either a self-session or a client session, we can remind ourselves of these practices or these principles in order to bring us back into quiet balance before we begin channeling the Reiki. We can also use them throughout the day, um, whether we begin to feel that creep of worry or that rage of anger when we can be reminded of these sorts of things or these precepts rather, and just go back to balance, be restored to that loving universal life force energy and not worry so much about dis-ease coming into our being. Balance is really important in Reiki because where there is disease and unrest, that's where the stress and the opposite of relaxation originate from. So through quiet connection to the heartbeat of the universe and to the Reiki precepts, balance is restored in our minds and our bodies and our spirits. So when we Um, not go through anger and we don't worry so much and we have honor and we are honest and we are grateful, we are restored back to balance. To practice Reiki is to have an intimate connection to the universal life force energy. The energy of worry and anger and disrespect and dishonesty and ingratitude prevent us from really developing that bond with life force energy. So, Let's talk a little bit more about our Reiki shares in just a minute here. I want to quickly address comments. Good morning, Christina and Erica and everyone else that's commenting. I'm so happy to have you here. 
Yes. Um, so we're, I see some comments about the different styles of Reiki. Uh, yes, there are lots. I purpose, I actually practice crystal Reiki, but I am an Asui Reiki master. So I incorporate crystal healing and Reiki together, which is quite common. I couldn't even begin to list all of the different types of Reiki that exist, but I do want, I do see quantum Reiki popping up quite a bit. I also see angel Reiki popping up quite a bit as well, um, which I would assume angel Reiki is just working specifically with angels to send Reiki healing to people and to yourself. And quantum Reiki, from what I understand, is is building into that future self and bringing the future to the now, kind of like timeline jumping, if I want to use that buzzword. And I also see some comments about how it sh Reiki should be open to all who are interested. And yes, I couldn't agree more. I do not agree with spiritual gatekeeping. It's not good for everyone, not good for anyone really. And it really does kind of carry that, like, I'm better than you feeling. And that's not what spirituality is about. So thank you for your comments. I appreciate it a lot. If you ever want to join me live, I've been live streaming our podcast episodes on Thursdays, a really early morning, <laughs> if you happen to be awake during that time. Reiki shares. Reiki shares are when Reiki practitioners and clients alike come together to give and receive Reiki energy in a group setting. I am very excited to begin offering free group Reiki sessions via Zoom starting on March 5th. Everyone is welcome, whether you practice Reiki or you just wish to receive it. You can come and send Reiki with me to all the other people, or you can just come and soak up all the amazing Reiki awesomeness. <laughs> I'm doing this because I want everyone to have the opportunity to receive Reiki healing. No more spiritual gatekeeping. No more holier-than-thou syndrome. Reiki is intended for our highest good, and regardless of your income levels or your location or your time commitment, you deserve to have a Reiki healing. So if you're Reiki curious or if you want to receive healing, this would be a great place to get an idea of what Reiki is like, what it can offer you, and how to incorporate into your everyday life and restore that feeling of loving, balanced, universal life force energy into your entire being. Even in a group setting, Reiki will flow into your body and into your soul, settling wherever you need it the most in that moment. Reiki is not bound by time or space, no matter where you are in the world. You will feel the universal life force energy flowing through you. So go to spirituallyinspired.co slash Reiki shares to sign up for the next free Reiki share group session. And I very much look forward to having you there. Have a great rest of your day, everybody.